lovely face. Passion Pod 85. Just look at us go. 85 of these creatures. That's just brilliant. So as I said before, March, we're in a bit of a different groove. Instead of having a podcast for you every week, we've gone every couple of weeks. Because there's just a whole load of stuff going on, quite frankly. That's the honest truth. Um, but we wanted to try and make sure that you had something rather than just turn ourselves off. So just be patient. We'll be back at the beginning of April, back on course with our once-a-weekers. There's plenty in the archives, so don't go complaining. You can go and find a load of our podcasts if you go to our website or go to iTunes. Got plenty to be keeping you busy. If you've listened to them all, I'll be super impressed. Anyway, enough of all that chat. This week, Passion Pod 85, courtesy of Claire Yule. You might actually recognise her name because actually Emily Doran... Passion Pod 74 mentioned how brilliant Claire's newsletter is and we actually gave her a cheeky tag on Twitter and then she found us and got in touch. So power of Twitter and the brilliance of Passion Pods, right? Um, anyway, Claire, just the most perfect person to chat to on Passion Pods because she is basically like creativity personified. She has her fingers in three main pies. She's an actor, she also runs a shop and she runs an absolutely fantastic online course called the Indie Retail Academy, uh, which you will hear more about from Claire but yeah really really interesting podcast because she's created a rather wonderful setup in my opinion Um, but anyway enough of what I think Claire you're listening to Passion Pod 85 with Claire Yule So, Claire, in a nutshell, sum yourself up for us. What, who are you? I'm, I'm an actor, really. I'm a, at the base of everything I do, I'm an actor. That's kind of my ground-level thing. Um, and on top of that, I do a bunch of other stuff, which is kind of related to acting in that I run a shop, um, which is, in a way, a bit like running a little theatre. And uh, I, I'm a teacher. I teach people how to sell their work to retailers like me. So there's kind of storytelling in there as well. But I think at the base of it, I'm, I'm an actor and I always will be. Amazing. It's amazing to see how that applies to the things that you do. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like, makes sense now you explain it. Yeah, I think it took me a while to realise that, um, to kind of think that's the way things are. But I I think it really is. And once I found that kind of uh, realisation, it kind of gave me peace a little bit because as an actor, you're always, you know, looking for the next job and, you know, there's quite a lot of stress around all of that. But to kind of think, no, I'm an actor, whether I'm, I'm actually at an audition today or I'm on stage today, I'm an actor anyway and I'm using my skills in in lots of different ways on a daily basis that kind of gave me a lot of uh, just a release really a sense of peace about things which is lovely yeah no I can totally imagine that and also having something that is slightly more structured in the terms you know acting is notoriously very unstructured in terms of how you run your life but now to be running your retail academy and and your shops and things it kind of gives you a bit more of you know day to day when you need it I guess absolutely which is such an important balance because actors are always at the bottom of the food chain we're always waiting on someone picking us or you know someone ringing us so uh, it's really nice to have uh, something or, or in my case a couple of things where I, I'm I'm in charge you know yeah. I, that's really good. It's yeah. only a good thing that it's only a yes. good thing. <laughs> um, Claire tell us a bit more about those other two prongs then how did they come about how did you start developing them? Well I've always worked in shops and I love shops um, so all the way through high school and uh, when I was at university and uh, training uh, to be an actor I worked in shops so uh, we'd been out of drama school my husband and I are both actors. Um, we've been out of drama school for several years and we're kind of kicking around ideas and you're, you, you get it's easy to get stuck in the sort of low paid minimum wage type uh, jobs because they're flexible and mm. you know if you need to pack it in and, and go and you 
know, be on tour around the Highlands for six weeks, you can do that. So, um, but at the same time, that doesn't really move you forward in your life. And, you know, it's quite difficult. So we're kicking around some ideas and we we decided to move back to where I live, where I'm from, uh, which is in the countryside in uh, rural Scotland, really. I had been in the city for a bit, not, you know, kind of ugh, just ready for a change and uh, moved back here and a shop, a perfect shop came up. So it was kind of like kismet. It, it was yeah. really just good timing so we plunged into it and uh, so I think we decided we were doing it in May and we opened at the end of August so it was pretty quick overall but um, yeah it's it kind of came together in a, right, quite easily strangely we kind of um, had an idea for what we wanted to do and uh, and it just put it into action and it's all really flown from there so that's the shop my, my shop Mary and Bright and the other thing I do came uh, several years later uh, I teach creative people how to sell their artistic products to retailers like me I really love this as a as a concept I think it's yeah. such a brilliant idea I really do it's, it's definitely something that not pe- many people do and it's quite hard to get advice on it and I could tell because we were getting deluged with millions of submissions from artists um, and they were all awful they were all really boring dull over familiar too too familiar you know too formal um, just like really just not good and I, that completely um, there was a huge disconnect with my experience of creative people who are normally uh, bright uh, you know emotionally sensitive articulate so I was like what the heck is going on here because yeah. these things are, these are terrible so um, it kind of became clear that it's really the fear it's fear and not knowing how to talk to us you know a business person and thinking that we're a kind of a different species a little bit so I have this site indieretailacademy.com and it's a place where artists it's really aimed at creative people artists and it teaches them how to sell to retailers like me. So the whole wholesale thing, wholesale is a very scary word for a lot of artists. I take that apart and I show you how all the bits work and how they, you know, what each bit does and then how to put them together in a way that works for you and doesn't make you feel like a slime ball or that you are a used car salesman or, you know, that you're not an artist anymore. So Because I'm all about, I think, doing things in a way that feels good. When you feel good and when you're selling in a way that feels good, then you're so much more effective. You know, it really, it, it works better for everyone. So that's really kind of what I do. And, and there's lots of ways. I, I do classes. I do, there's a sort of online class that you can do by yourself. I do live classes that we sort of go through week by week. Um, and there's a free class that I uh, have, which you can just download and, and sort of get started straight away, which teaches you all the kind of very introductory stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's about making it easy to, for artists to, to make a real, uh, not just a good income, a comfortable income from, from doing what they love. Yeah, it's just great because I've actually got, we've had a couple of people we've interviewed on here, who are incredible textile designers, love making their stuff, but it's just when it comes to the selling, just absolutely loathe yeah. it because it's just not the sort of skills that you've probably developed when you're yeah. doing your creative stuff. So yeah, it's a really, really exciting way, I think, for people to, to have that chance of just opening their eyes to that world in a slightly more friendly rather than terrifying way. Yeah, Yeah, not scared of it anymore because everyone can sell. Actually, everyone can. I I think I've only met maybe two people or something. Of all the artists I've worked with, very few who just go, no, I absolutely can't do this. I need to hire someone else. Basically, everyone can do it. It's just about finding your way to do it. And uh, that doesn't have to be scary. So it was basically, you know, the classic story that it was formed out of a gap that you saw, you know, people were struggling with. Yeah, and and I know what it's like to struggle. You know, I haven't been an actor um, uh, for, you know, well, 
over a decade now, I know what it's like to just go, look, why, seriously, why can't I get a break? Why won't anyone say yes to me? And it just breaks my heart to think of artists, uh, you know, in their studios somewhere and and, uh, sending out, screwing up their courage to send out a submission and then hearing nothing back or just getting a no and not understanding why. So, um, yeah, I, I really try to fix that as much as I can. Oh, it's so cool. It makes me so excited. I'm like, oh, what have I got to sell you, Claire? I need to think of, <laughs> need to think of my wares. Um, tell me how you've made it work financially. I guess it's different for the different stages um, of, of the, you know, your journey, I guess. I hate using the word yeah. journey. Journey always it's... feels so cheesy, but, you know, the stages of your, like, your, your different adventures. Yeah, tell us a bit about how you've made that work. It's been hard, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely hard and it still is hard at times. Obviously with the acting, you've got no idea when you're going to be doing something and you can do nothing for months. And then last year, my husband uh, you know, had quite a quiet time and then he worked constantly for six months. Mm. Um, so no real kind of idea of when that's going to happen. So you have to be available for it. Um, the shop obviously has more of a structure, but there's uh, peaks and troughs throughout the year. So just now in the spring is usually quite a quiet time and then it kind of builds up towards the summer and then it builds up more towards Christmas and uh, but the thing with Indie Retail Academy is that people kind of need to learn this stuff all the time and they're always looking to uh, you know get ready to understand what it is that retailers need so that when it comes time to pitch them you know for Christmas or pitch them for a particular time of year they're ready so that's definitely brought a lot more um, kind of ongoing just uh, safety um, in terms of you know the financial setup but it's still it's still very much a juggling act and we have to keep a really close eye on what's going on I think that's good though that you um you know that we have to keep on top of stuff and and really know what's in the bank and know what's coming out that's I think that's quite a good skill for an artist to have yeah no definitely and something that you know again as you learn with practice perhaps if it's not something Mm -hmm. you're predisposed to naturally being good at uh, that's often the way it goes with three strongly creative choices you've managed to create a lovely balance of you know covering all the bases off but I can't help but feel that like you just touched on then the juggling act do you have any tips or hints on how you manage your time because I find it hard enough with my little bits and pieces and they normally focus around one thing which is like my voice stuff but I mean that is a lot of things to juggle Uh, so I'm hoping you might have a good bit of insight into (laughs) the magic formula yeah it will it helps when you've got people who can step in that's definitely good I mean this happened to me yesterday I got a phone call from my agent saying I've got a casting for you in Glasgow at uh, at one o'clock tomorrow oh my god so I'm like, okay, well, I've got, I've kind of got some stuff planned, but I can move it around. So you, you have to be flexible. Um, being, but the thing of being in charge, where it's kind of you, and you don't have to, you know, go and ask a boss for time off. I just have to say to my husband, like, you know, I, I won't be here tomorrow afternoon, so he has to say yes. It's kind of, um, yeah, otherwise there's nothing. <laughs> there's no joy from him for a week. Um, no. But that's handy that he's in the same kind of line of work as well, because I, I, yes. I guess that helps to understand each other a bit more. You it know, does. where are you coming from? Yeah, it absolutely does. So when he's got stuff, I'm like, no, it's fine. Go. Uh, we'll sort it out and, mm. and vice versa. Um, so yeah, being flexible and just uh, multitasking um, and getting up early and staying up late. Just all this stuff that I'm sure you do as well. Um, and uh, But in a way, it's kind of exciting. It's kind of, it keeps you on your toes. And, you know, some, sometimes, you know, thing, weeks go by and everything's exactly as you sort of planned. And other times, like just now, 
unexpected things come up but it's quite you know enlivening in a way and it reminds you to jump between the different things to put different hats on in the same day is quite fun I think yeah it definitely is I think I find that it's I don't know what anyone else thinks but I find that sometimes as you say some weeks you're on it and it's great and some weeks you're like actually I just wanted a quiet one actually this week I can't I'm not sure I can hack another one of a juggler but we shouldn't complain we definitely shouldn't complain Claire tell me what what have you found the most challenging thing do you think about you know choosing these adventures what have been the most tricky things I think the, um, the not having the safety net of um, of a job like a proper job so to speak so uh, I, I sometimes I, I, at times in my career I've really looked enviously at my sis, at my sister for example who's a, a teacher yeah. and she's got this ready-made structure I mean she works very very hard don't get me wrong um, you know over and above the normal school day but she has got this set up structure that she just walks into so you know she knows when to turn up every day for work and she knows what to do and she's got a pension and there's people in HR she can talk to about you know any issues she has and there's you know someone offering her training further you know professional development and you know all that kind of thing it's kind of ready-made whereas when you're self-employed and certainly for me it's felt like I've had to carve that structure out of the rock with my bare hands you know that's what it's that's what it's been like she's kind of got this ready-made lovely beautiful airy building that she just walks into every day and whereas I've got kind of got to make my own building yeah it's um, and that's, time is very is very hard and it's you just think sometimes I'm never going to get where I need to be and you just get tired and you know so having to keep going and finding the the motivation to keep going to motivate yourself to continue to do that and to also not get scared and go why am I doing this I've made mm. such a horrible mistake with my life you know <laughs> I really I need to backtrack why what 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 made me think I could do this you know those times are really hard I've I experienced them less now as things become more established but certainly earlier on oh god terrible terrible times where you just think you know what have I done what do um, you do when you had those times what, what was your like go-to well I, I think you have to just let it happen I think trying to um uh, when you feel like that trying to keep a lid on it certainly for me does not work I have to express what I feel usually by sobbing in the bathroom for you know <laughs> I hear you sister <laughs> yes. I hear you <laughs> so that there. kind of thing I, I think you just have to let it out because you know your fear is trying to keep you safe that's why you feel like this you know your your fear wants you to be okay and to not be you know living in a box under a bridge um so you have to kind of like let that fear have its say and go right okay i've i've heard what you have to say and I've listened to you so I, I think trying to keep a lid on those feelings is not good other than that I think it's about regrouping I think you have to be surrounded ideally it's hard when you're on your own not everyone has this but be with people who get you and who can just go right that's enough now just calm down a little bit we've, we've done all that the crying part and the freaking out part let's just <laughs> have a pizza have a glass of wine and then we're going to start we'll start again in the morning and we're yeah. going to talk this through properly and we're going to see what's what's the next little step that we could take care of of right now what's the one thing you know we can't do everything today and it feels like there's just a million things to do what let's just pick one and do that and then we'll move on from there so I think yeah it's like a kind of emotional fluency it's like you don't really know when you're signing up to be an entrepreneur or to be self-employed uh, that you are actually signing up for this kind of body and soul course in in you know managing to survive your life and you know all this extra stuff these skills that you didn't know you were going to need are given to you because you just have to you have to get good at 
handling things. It so, comes as part yeah. of a package, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. unexpectedly. Yeah. yeah, it's such an interesting way to look at it. I've never looked at it like that. It makes complete sense. It's just, it's just, wow, how have I ended up here with all these extra little bits? This is, mm-hmm. I'd quite like you to hang out with me all the time, Claire, if that's all right, because I'd quite like that <laughs> advice on my shoulder on a daily basis. Oh, do your thought for, for a day. <laughs> um, if you could give yourself advice, what, what advice would you have given yourself when you set off? Or do you wish you'd been given? I really wish someone had told me some of the stuff. It's taken me so long to learn and so many dark nights of the soul to learn. So when I was leaving drama school, um, I was absolutely, you know, completely 100% an actor. And if I was not acting, you know, on a daily basis, basically, if I wasn't given a role, because I was used to that from drama school. I was so happy at drama school after quite a miserable time at uni. I went to drama school and I was just unbelievably blissfully happy for three years Mm. so when it came to the end of that and you know I had to go out into the real world it felt really weird to not be being someone else you know on a on a regular daily basis and I you know I've worked quite a bit I've been very lucky but that's certainly not the same kind of thing you get when you're training so um so I I I kind of thought back then if I'm not an actor then I'm not actually me if I'm not acting I'm not me anymore and I wish someone had said look you don't want to be acting all the time you actually will become a better actor if you go out and discover more about life and more about yourself, if you do a bunch of different jobs, if you have a lot of different experiences, if you find skills within yourself that you kind of didn't really know were there, you're going to end up when you do get on stage and when you're on set, you're going to benefit from all that. So go out and find other stuff. And also it will keep you sane because worrying about money, that sucks the life out of you. It's just, you know, it's so hard to have any kind of creative spark when you're just worrying about how to pay the rent. So go and find ways to make money, to use your skills, to, you know, to be okay in your life. She's got a lot of wise advice, that one, doesn't she? Fair old whack of good stuff. Thank you so much to Claire for sharing her time and giving us a bit of an insight into her passion pod adventure. Real treat to find out more about what she's up to. As we mentioned last week, we are actually doing a slightly reduced service in March. Just doing a podcast every two weeks because there's lots of other crazy things going on our end at the moment. But we'll be back with our normal service from April, I promise you. So bear with us. We will be back in two weeks' time, but it's worth waiting for. It really, really is, I promise. The deal is, with that one, Passion Pod 86, two ladies that are on a mission to make other ladies just be a little bit kinder to themselves. Big fan of that kind of jazz in these here parts. So really looking forward to sharing that chat with you. In the meantime, have a really, really good one and we'll catch you then. (laughs) 